Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. I am Spencer Hall, Editorial Director at SB Nation, founder of Every Day Should Be Saturday. Hey, uh, we're doing previews. Yet more previews. I know it's media week in terms of SEC media days, but uh, they're largely just, let's not even pay attention to them. Unless you enjoy watching Dan Mullen stick his foot in his mouth, which um, he's more flexible than you think, because he can get away in there. He can get both of them away in there. He'll do it while wearing Yeezys. Uh, which will distract you from the location of his foot. Crutes like the Yeezys. Crutes like the Yeezys. Don't so much like talking about, you know, baiting a lady up, one of your players, etc. Uh, yeah, so we're not really paying too much attention to that. We'd rather talk about football, actual football. Uh, that's going to happen in terms of a preview. Uh, joining us to do that uh, from the road, from the road where he was at uh, SEC Media Days. Jason Kirk. Hey, first of all, I'd like to say uh, happy birthday to our dad, Spencer Hall. Uterine, uh, uterine expulsion. I believe he's 29 years old today. That's yep. what you say to people who are definitely not 29 years old. Makes them feel good. Yeah, I'm off the, I'm off the calendar now. That's what... Uh, <laughs> it's like being the, off the grid. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I, I believe this is a Caribbean saying. That you know, when you hit a certain age, they're just like, ah, you're old. What if Mike? <laughs> yeah. what, if, what if Mike Gundy's rant was actually not about defending one of his players and and the media and all that, but was just his way of throwing off people what age he really was? What if Mike Gundy was like 46? He was like, I know, I'll throw a tantrum and I'll insist that I'm 40. Well, what you if remember Mike how Gundy is perpetually 40 years old? Ooh, that's good too. I'm a man, and I have been 40 for centuries. Centuries. As is the curse of my ilk. <laughs> and I've been in Oklahoma State the whole time. I've been in Oklahoma State the whole time with my with my maker, T. Boone Pickens. <laughs> Edward Oil Hands. That's the I, relationship. I is, a, is a golem. Maker, uh, and, maker and spawn. That's we, their relationship. We figured it out. I was talking to somebody today about Edward Scissorhands. Even if the even if you know he had finished making him, he still wouldn't have had working fucking fingers. He would have just had fingers that could like pivot on a hinge. Like, you can't pick anything up with hands made of scissors. That's a bad fucking plan. If you have like kindergarten scissors, you can pick stuff up. Yeah, but then you're just chopsticking everything. Like how are you supposed to how are you supposed to pour a glass of water or something? I'm telling you though, hell hell of a defensive end. Edward oh, yeah. Scissorhands. Oh, you stabbed me! Mm-hmm. That's not even legal. Sorry, you, you need to learn how to play in the SEC, son. Hey, man. hey play on. It, it might be best as a wide receiver. Let the Scissorhands play. Like when they well, say he yeah, stuck, I don't know about stuck the, wide... the big paw up and came down with the one-handed stab. Mm-hmm. That'd be literal. Made my, yeah, although, made my Gundy's hair it. look like a triceratops. Yeah. <laughs> we got some damn Eastern Oklahoma topiary going on here. I will tell you this though that that like that the, the I'm the I'm a man I'm forty rant relatable, deeply deeply relatable, because where, where are you, you gonna do you're... that grocery store? Uh, I've already done it today. Okay, it involved right. it involved the piss poor state of my house and not being able to find my keys. <laughs> <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't really this isn't really a forty year old rant though. By the way, it's something I've done every week, Good. at least once a week for most of my life. Oh. So it's fine. Also, you should know this. Remember how tangential that rant is. Mike, it, he's, he's garage sale in it. Mm-hmm. He's throwing a lot of different things in there. It was obvious that there might have been three or four, maybe five different issues all coming to a head for Mike. I can't help but think one of them was at least something uh, in his sex life. Taxation I don't know ain't even legal. <laughs> Am I being detained? Yeah, like he mentions, you know, like he's like, oh, when some kid comes home, when he comes home crying because he got called fat or ugly. Like, oh, man, I don't want to get into your, your family life. But when you come home and your wife's ready for sexy time and I don't know what happens to every man. There's no proof. Us- There's no proof colorblindness should disqualify you from flying for the Air Force. <laughs> Maybe people have dreams. Maybe those dreams die. <laughs> Maybe you get new dreams and no matter how much money you make. Speaking of dead dreams. Michigan State, you're up. The team oh. of dead dreams. That's they. They would own that though, brand wise, right? Team of yeah. dead dreams yeah. is a very Michigan State thing. East Lansing, hope is a luxury. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're a hope. And, hope is a luxury. And we're and, a blue collar team. 
We're a blue I think the very concept of dreams is disrespectful to Michigan State because it applies it implies that things can ever be better. You know, we're a reality based program. We respect. We're not one, we, we're not one we of those. Uh, here and now. What's it Amplified reality. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Augmented. The, the, augmented reality. Augmented reality. That's mm-hmm. Michigan. That's mm-hmm. Michigan right now. Yeah. That, that's Michigan. Michigan State, I, I always think when you describe yourself as a blue-collar team, it's always just the worst poor-mouthing imaginable, right? Like, well, we're just a blue-collar team. Yeah, like you don't have four-star you, recruits. You know what? Social climbers are people who aren't willing to dig trenches. We just work really hard, yeah, with like the $34 million you get from the Big Ten every year. I think if, if Michigan is Pokemon Go, Michigan State is just Go, like the ancient Japanese yeah. game where you <laughs> do is just, well, you line four things up and then you win. That's what we do. We go out there and we have three things in a row, and then we put down another rock. Who's the rapper that Michigan State gets paired up with this year? Is it 21 Savage? Wow. Uh, Lil Uzi Vert's pretty hot. Yeah? All the kids like him, so. Are we doing Kodak? He's the latest rapper that it's like uh, you listen to it as out of sort of obligation and like realize, wow, this is this is not for me. I'm, I'm too old. I'm too old for this, so. I enjoy right that. I enjoy that there are rappers who are making uh, young thug look old. <laughs> yeah. Like at, at what point does at what point does he actually adjust the young thug Hi, name? I'm just thug, just thug, please, Mister Thug. Mo- moderately thug aged funny. thug. Well, he said he wants to work with Elton John. So once they have that duets album, mm-hmm. he's officially a middle aged thug. Like yeah, he's middle aged thug. He goes to mature thug, grown thug. That is that is a hell of a way for us to get one separation between young thug and Billy Joel. We're there. It's amazing. There. It's We're just there. it's just a it's just a slide over, and Action Bronson's going to be so heated. <laughs> Billy doesn't even know who he is. I would actually enjoy an Action Bronson, Billy Joel wine review show. I was just thinking of the beef between Action Bronson and Young Thug. Forgetting Billy Joel and Billy Joel has to like mediate it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, guys, we'll a- guys, this is nothing some Chablis and a drive around the neighborhood can't fix. <laughs> maybe, maybe an interrupted drive. Maybe a drive through someone's house or two. Come on, boys. A bottle of red, bottle of white. A bottle I can't of red. Figure out how to turn on the headlights. <laughs> Oh, we got we got Billy Joel jokes. That's real old shit right there. Happy birthday, Spencer! Happy birthday, <laughs> buddy! Uh, all right, let's actually talk about Michigan State. Yeah, um, they lost they lost something big. They lost they lost one Connor and they get an O'Connor. Tyler all they have is the guy who beat Ohio State undefeated undefeated as a starter last year. Yeah, so they lose Connor Cook, which, uh, judging from NFL scouts, that thirty-four and five record, trash. you won't. Yeah, trash. You Leader, won't have lost leaderless trash. Which I will say, <laughs> Jay Barker <laughs> might have a point. <laughs> well, okay, okay. Well, yeah, I've Tim, been on, I've been on the Tim Connor. Tebow. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're making good points here. <laughs> These so are fine. I do enjoy that his personality in person was so repellent as to actually obviate any actual physical talent he might have as a quarterback like whoo that guy he's just and, man and, just and, and let's be clear this is not the normal person's scale where you meet somebody and like oh he seems like a prick that's you have to be really special to be a, a prick for a quarterback right uh, athlete is, athlete this period a, a dick uh compared to other pro athletes right yeah like that's a very that's a very high standard well done, sir. You yeah. would think that you think that would move you up, but it doesn't matter because now they, as Jason mentioned, Tyler O'Connor, the most dominant man in Big Ten. No, I can't even finish that sentence, and I won't. That was re- that was that was good though. That was, was really trying. good. I was trying. I was trying to say something nice about Michigan State. I like this though because Tyler O'Connor to me is a throwback Michigan State quarterback. In that, I expect nothing of him. Uh huh. Yeah. He's Absolutely just... nothing. Sure. We've had two Michigan State starters in a row who've been far too talented and competent for the mold of Michigan, Michigan State quarterback. Let's dial this back a little bit. Let's get Tyler O'Connor. Let's get some grit. Mm-hmm. Let's get, ooh, ooh, and he's an O'Connor. So, man, you are playing to the play-the-right-way crowd there by having him as a starter. Um, it'll probably still matter because Connor Cook happened. 
Uh, you anybody worried about this defense? I'm not worried. I mean, I just I don't particularly worry very much about their defense. I mean, just because it's an emphasis for D'Antonio and always has been. They still have Malik McDowell, who is terrifying a tackle for a lost machine they were kind of up and down last year on def- uh, like it, the thing about the defense was they would let teams hang around a lot longer than they probably should have they were not great at stomping on your throat if you were I don't yeah know, they they also team. had it they also had like a yeah we'll talk about it no, uh, let's talk about because what, what happened in that game last year uh, not good things but no they, did they lose that game they, i mean the refs lost that game spencer let's be clear Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> you were handed. You were handed a loss Sports, by the referee. So sportsmanship lost the game. You need to put. So in other words, you need to put some of those refs on film yeah. and work a little harder against mm-hmm. them this year. Mm-hmm. That's yep. what you're saying. Oh, they will. Trust me, they will. Now they also they also lost a cornerback, which you know you lose a good cornerback, all of a sudden the hinges start falling off in your secondary, and that makes everything worse. And like your run pass reads, it's it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. But they they do get uh, Vayante Copeland back, uh, so the, you at least got that to hang it on as a corner. I don't worry very much about their defense just because they have a defensive lineman you can name, which is always a rule, right? Sure. You're like, yeah. oh man, they got a D lineman you can name. I mean, he's he's going to tackle people for loss. So I don't worry about that. They, you know, they get Vianti back at corner. Um, you kind of wonder, okay, get some steady production out of your linebacking core, and then hey, you got a Mark Antonio team. As long as you have a running back who's going to t- take the ball like forty times a game, yeah, with ease. Um, so. the, and the schedule, the schedule sets up reasonably well. They get Ohio State and Michigan at home. Uh, they do have a little bit of an interesting non-conference schedule. They go to Notre Dame, and they host BYU. They also play Furman. Purple Paladins fans out there. Big fans hey. of the podcast. Um, so I don't know. It's it's a weird question of what are the expectations when you have lost you know, a program-defining, in some ways, quarterback, when you have some defensive turnover, but the schedule is not the worst. And the consensus o- across the board seems to be – yeah, they're going to finish third in the division, but they'll still be a top twenty team or so. I mean, if we said if we said okay, well, you, if you're looking for losses, right? Yeah. Um, like lose to Notre Dame. That's a tough game. Notre Dame is a better team, top to bottom, right now than Michigan State is, just in terms of talent on roster. I don't know about sync. I don't know about chemistry. It's it's the second weekend of the season or the third weekend of the season, so you're still learning a lot about how people function. So hey, that's a loss, right? Is, is it but, is it hailing on Jason's car? Uh, it just started raining pretty hard. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. 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 This good. the rain follows Jason around. In I case mean, you don't in, know. In fairness, we did call him at like four fifteen seems... in the afternoon in the south in the summer. So. Yeah. I, I'm like the who's the character in is Charlie Brown, who oh, like always just has a your pig pen in this case. Yeah, pig pen, but with rain, I if, guess. Yeah, if pig pen, if if terrible audio quality followed pig pen everywhere, that would be. Yeah, like I was like, oh, good, I'm driving. The, nothing bad can happen. And then, uh, yeah, I got one of those, you know, trademark Georgia Bama storms. How are how are their how are their rap albums recorded and released from a prison phone that sound better than our podcast? Yeah, Pimp C produced it's, them. That's why. Oh shit. I can head back. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, sorry, Spencer. You were talking about Michigan State's schedule. I was. I was. Find a loss. Okay. That's it. Find, find a loss. Find your losses, okay? Yeah. Um, they did lose to Nebraska last year, so anything's possible. Right. Jason, if you mute yourself. See if you can mute. That would probably <laughs> help at the moment. Because it's really That's a good loud. idea. Hang on. Yeah. Why don't you mute? So, yeah. Find a loss. That That's your thing with Michigan State is trying to find – a loss somewhere on this schedule. Prospector, tur- turn up some gold for me for the opposition. Because there's not a lot here that looks like an obvious loss. Michigan-Michigan State is as bitter a rivalry game as you'll see. Yeah, Not really willing to just lean into, oh yeah, that's a win for Michigan there. Nah. Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, you can say, well, Michigan should have won this game last year. On the other hand, they didn't, and this time they have to go to East Lansing. Um, Ohio State, they beat last year on the road. So, yeah, I, I, I take your point, but... I mean, I could see four losses. I mean, I could, this, is, this is a schedule where you could pull four losses out of it. Yeah. You know, which, which to me would make sense because 
it feels like with some of the turnover they've had and with uh, a new starter at quarterback, maybe they're due for an eight and four or nine and three, right? It could be. Um, it, it, I mean, I see, th- I see three real plausible losses here. Notre Dame, Ohio state, Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably right. Um, there are a couple in here that you sort of, they, they're question marks of sort of, well, what is that team at that point? Um, BYU October 8th is maybe in that category. Penn State at the end of the season, it, hard to say what they'll be exactly. Yeah, it, I, 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 but uh, on the other hand, I wouldn't be shocked if they went through this schedule with one loss. No, I wouldn't be shocked at that either if they just turned out to if they turned out to coalesce a lot faster around some of those points that you might think were weak, i.e., yeah, the new quarterback, yeah, making sure their secondary is going to gel, and yeah, making sure that they've got some defensive pressure, and also that L.J. Scott can you know handle the load at running back because that's what they're going to do. I mean, they're going to run to protect the defense and their new QB. So if they can do that and win ugly, I mean, this might be one of those like super win ugly years for Michigan State, which they're fine with because remember, uh, what did we say about them at the top? Blue collar, grit. Blue don't collar. Need, don't need fancy things. Grit. Don't need nice yeah. clothes. Buy these clothes at Walmart. It's fine. Um, yeah, it, Tyler. Hey, Con- hey, Tyler O'Connor. Rain stops here, so I, I just want to unmute real quick and say eight and four, nine and three sounds good to me. I'll take my answer off the air. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll I'll go nine and three. Uh, Tyler O'Connor is the big question mark. Obviously, he's because he's that weird. Uh, I've been in the program for years. I should know the system. I should have timing with the receivers. Uh, but he's only thrown 54 passes in his time at Michigan State. Uh, Spencer, have you ever had an experience with a, I don't know, long, long uh, on the roster backup senior who's heralded as somebody who's really going to step in and take the reins and just flames out horribly? Nope. Nope, haven't. Nope, never okay. seen it. All right, happy birthday again. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm happy with nine and three. Hey, uh, speaking of Florida, I think um, <laughs> I have a an important nugget from SEC Media Days for okay. y'all. Good. Break, break uh, I overheard. Yeah, um, go ahead and tweet this out from uh, the SB Nation main account. I overheard that Jim McElwain is a big green egg man. Jim McElwain is also famed for not wearing socks. And probably, if I had to guess, wears open-toed shoes a lot, which to me suggests at some point Jim McElwain's going to have a very bad foot uh, cooking injury. Oh, like getting some grease on the toes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He goes loafer. He's a loafer man. He's a a penny loafer man? Yeah, you know what that means? It means that his his office stinks like feet. There's no way. There's nobody in the history of the planet who's ever worn loafers or socks without shoes without just getting the funk of a thousand ages into the AC vents. It's just, it's to accept it if you're going to live with them. Think of the calluses, though. Yeah, oh, the calluses have to be insane. But it's a lot like living with a hound. Yeah. You just have to accept that there's going to be a certain must in the air if Jim McElwain's around. Do we have feelings about NC State? (laughs) Hell no. (laughs) I know there are people who do. Sure. And, All we, right. and we respect you. Sure. You found a passion, and that's great. I'm glad you like things. That, mm-hmm. That's what I have to say. Uh, I am also uh, would feel remiss if I said, if I did not say, um, we, don't know, we don't know anything ever about NC State. Like, when was the last time I knew something definitively about NC State? Yeah, probably when Tom O'Brien was there. Even, you know, even were... then, I don't feel like I knew things about them. Probably just only... On the specific night that they beat Florida State, because you knew that they that hey they beat Florida State. Yeah. So so to who the several people who suggested that our NC State preview should just be that dude who took his shirt off and whipped it around his head during that game, like the audio of that. Just that. Just I I don't even know what the audio would be, but just like all right, if you're listening to the podcast, yeah. close your eyes. You're standing on a beach. It's the most beautiful beach you've ever seen. You're totally alone. It's silent. All you hear is the gentle lapping of the waves. Of a man, of a man's shirt going around his head. You look to the horizon and you see that those waves are generated by a shirtless golden god who's whipping his, his shirt around his head in a frenzy. Because North Carolina. EJ Manuel sucks. Take your shirt off. He really did that. He really Think did about that. that. And he, he has entered legend forever. 
Yeah, what's after platinum? I'm actually, you know what? I'm actually disappointed that NC State fans haven't made that a thing where, like, like Wisconsin has jump around and everybody holds up the four and whatever. I think NC State fans going forward should, at at the end of the third quarter, everybody takes their shirt off and just starts doing that. Uh, actual facts, by the way, just to just to get you straight, NC State not a bad defense, by the way. Like not, they're they're, they're actually they're actually probably have one of the better defenses in the ACC. They have to replace Jacoby Brissett, uh, most likely with I don't know another quarterback who played at Florida, sure. like one of the eight, right? So in other words, they'll probably win a Heisman, um, right? I mean, I don't know about that. Uh, they have no Power Five non-conference opponent. They although they do have a road they, game they do. against they, ECU. They have to play Notre Dame as one of them, though. That doesn't. Don't do this. Don't. don't. I mean, they're not technically power. God. Not technically power five. Sure, sure, <laughs> yes, sure, sure. I'm only I'm only sleeping at the ACC's house three nights a week. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the thing about NC State this year for me is they finally have a schedule. Like after some bullshit soft schedules, and like literally soft as the shit from a bull. Uh, Miami joins UNC as one of their cross-division games, sure. um, and they have to play Notre Dame. So yeah. things are a little bit tougher than usual. I, I don't know. It feels like a repeat appearance in the Belk Bowl seems right. Ah, yeah. I mean, like, what, seven wins? Seven, they yeah. Might, yeah, and, seven. I, I mean, Dave Doran's yeah. established the pattern. You win seven games in the regular season, and then you try to get to eight in the bowl game. And I think that's probably fine for the time being at NC State. I don't know if it's a long-term plan, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's sort of found the Tom O'Brien equilibrium. <laughs> how, a, long can, how long can you stay on that boogie board? The vortex. A real, a real fun game, by the way. If you want to watch a real fun game involving these two teams, they'll probably figure out their quarterback by then. They have a new offensive coordinator. Oh, I know. Where, uh, I know runs, where you're going with this, and I like it. Who runs an extreme hurry up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you want to face another hurry up in like a game of ACC ping pong, unlike. Anything that you've seen in the conference for quite some time, well, that would be NC State at Syracuse yep. in the Carrier Dome. Yep. Saturday, November 12th. Ah, uh, I was hoping for a Thursday. Man, you know what, Jason? This is going to be the kind of game that you and Michael Felder, you hate. You're going to have problems with this oh. game. <laughs> it's a five and a half hour game. It's going to be a five and a half hour game that finishes 27 <laughs> 24. Well, luckily, since it's on Saturday, no one will even notice it. That's true. No. You know what I mean? He'll <laughs> just blow right through. This will be the thing that on Twitter we're like, you need to go see this. It's like watching two dudes try to kill each other with pool noodles. <laughs> it's going to be the game where you just look up like, what time did that game start? <laughs> this game started yeah. on Friday. It started when? be like very few weapons, a lot of energy, Slap- tons of aggression. Slappers only. Slappers <laughs> only. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be delight. It'll be like watching two 110-pound boxers just go at it. Um, 10 rounds. So, yeah, I mean, to Jason's point, schedule's a little tougher this year, so maybe I ding NC State down to six wins? I take six and six. This is going to be six and six. Also, like, their running back is coming off of, like, a serious injury, and they're counting on him to be the bell cow. Yeah. This this might be a little... It's a little dodgy right now, so I'm going six and six. I'll stand with the pack and say seven. Just more mediocre than six and six somehow. Overruled. Hey, it's Georgia time, kids. Oh yeah, I just saw Kirby Smart ace his first media days, boys. It was an impressive performance. I have to grade him an A plus for his showing out there. Uh, the 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 message was just just incredible. The words, the words and stuff. The passion. Did he did did he did he filibuster it? Yeah, dude. Oh, man. Uh, I wasn't even in the main room at the time. I just saw people tweeting like, God damn, he's still talking. You know, and you look at the time and it's like, wow, it's been nine minutes and then got the transcript later. And he came just a couple sentences shy of 2000 words, his opening statement. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know who else he, did that? He said so much stuff that while he was up there in the little Internet room, which is where the coaches go either before or after the part you see on TV, the moderator in there said, uh, uh, okay, um, rest of the time here, we're just not going to do opening statements. Because he realized <laughs> this happened. He took a vote, and everyone said, no, 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 no opening statements, please. We don't want that. We don't want that in our lives. Because everyone realized if Governor Kirby came in there, he could 
could use his full ten minutes on his filibuster. That's time. He's of, a smart that's, politician. That's time of possession, man. You don't give you don't give the media the ball. How can they ask you tough questions if they can't ask any? Run the yeah, dang talk. Yeah, can I? Yeah, run the dang talk. Remember who did that in SEC Media Days too? Yeah, that's Will Muschamp. What, uh, Will Muschamp would was, take up all ten minutes just so he wouldn't actually have to answer any questions. Was Will Muschamp's thing naming all of his starters? Was that him or every player on the roster or something? Yes. yes he would yeah, yeah. The the, entire the, the college the football thing. equivalent of reading the yellow pages. Exactly. He just filibustered the whole thing. He was like, "Here are different ways to play bid whist," and he just started going through. <laughs> Hey, uh, who's going to be starting at running back for Georgia when they play that game against UNC in the Georgia Dome? Uh, let's see. The name escapes my mind. Uh, I don't know. Is that is I, that going to no, be an no, issue? No, this, this is an open question. I, I honestly, yeah, I don't, I don't have a good answer here. I mean, Garrison Hurst might still have some eligibility. Whoever it is, is he as good as the uh, Baylor running back who put up three hundred yards? in kind of his first-ish start against that defense. Worth I'm going to say probably. Mm. Yeah, yeah, worth a shot, yeah. Sure. We're basically running the single wing? Yeah. yeah. Literally the least, the thing in the whole world I'm least worried about is which running back are you trotting out against UNC? <laughs> Man, Gene uh, heard that, and he was hurt, deeply hurt. I'm sorry, Coach. <laughs> Can I, can I give you something? Can I give you something that is just a delight? Couple of delightful things about Georgia. Delightful things for a first-year head coach who's never been a head coach before. Okay. Mm-hmm. And th- this is just magnificent. Okay. Uh, one that uh, Nick Chubb. Sure. Right. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, coming back from an injury. Well, that's a bad thing. <laughs> so, so yeah, he and he and. Uh, Sony, how do you pronounce his last name? Michelle. 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 Michelle? Sonny, Sonny Michelle. Michelle. So, because we know Georgians are sticklers for proper just, French. It's it's a name just daring you to make fun of, which it's, I would advise you do not do. It's a French, yeah, don't do it. It's a French disc man. Uh, yeah, and Grace. Uh, speaking of French, Grace on Lambert mm-hmm. coming back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Jacob. 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 Yeah. See that's Yacoub. that's what I'm get that's what I'm getting to. Yeah. Oh no. Yakub. Oh no. Good. <laughs> oh no. Uh, we got some theories about this, y'all. <laughs> this is about to get deep. Yeah, exactly. We about to get super George's demographics are qualified to deal with this. Probably. Uh, no, we bail. <laughs> yeah. Should you be discussing this out? Bye. <laughs> Which is the last university in the world to weigh in on this issue? <laughs> I know. I think. I know. I'm sorry. I, I think that degree you have in conservative talk radio has more than equipped you for this debate. All dogs matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I take it back. I'm really glad you called in from the road, even yeah. though you sound like shit, Jason. No. That's magnificent. <laughs> I do um, still. I no, no. Fix- you, sound, you, you sound fine. You sound fine. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not harsh shaming you here. Fine, like good, or fine, like on brand. No, on brand, on brand. We're fine on brand. Okay. But I was saying uh, this: that, that you have a first year, you have a first year coach who's going to have a quarterback controversy because Georgia fans already think the other guy is is the answer, not not Grayson Lambert. What was what not, was Grayson Lambert? Wasn't he punting at the end of the season, or uh, playing uh, wide receiver, or punt returning, or something? He was doing something non quarterbacky, I think. Uh, uh, doing some non-quarterbacky stuff at quarterback. There was one quarterback who earned the nickname Golden Toe from his teammates sure. because of his punting. I think I cannot keep them straight, man. There are so many of them having like side hustles. And like every Georgia Bryce, quarterback. A Bryce, a Bryce Ramsey. The important thing is that they're not Jacob Eason. Yeah, he was the punter. He was the punter. Oh, okay. Yeah, J- yeah J- I mean, Jacob Eason, like whatever. He, he hit that one out route in the spring game and everyone lost their fucking minds. Mm-hmm. Just start him. Whatever. Yeah, th- he could have a quarterback controversy, especially if they do the, well, you got to start the experience. By the way, remember early season results. Who who went 24 for 25 against South Carolina? That, that was Grayson Lambert. Big. Ooh, they, well, they, they, that, I, I, totally, I totally forgot about that. Thank you for, yeah, oh, my yeah, God. Three, three, T, three TDs and 24 for 25 against South Carolina. And everyone did not think the obvious thing, which is that, whoo, this is going to be the team that buries Steve Spurrier into the golf course. Nope. They thought, oh, boy, we got national 
championship coming. Oh, oh, man. And um, like, you know, months later, your coach is at Miami and you hired Will Muschamp's, you know, dim cousin. Sweet. Well, I didn't say he was dim. Different, different cousin. Different cousin. Just different. Different. Yeah, different name. He definitely has a different name. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so offensively, offensively, by the way, it's Cheney, who was the offensive coordinator. Couple of different places: Tennessee, Arkansas. He's you know journeyman. They're they're and aggressive. In fact, left Arkansas because I think he he did not enjoy the burly style of football. And Brett Bielema sometimes. Hey, let's let's might. go let's go air it out at Georgia. Those fans will love it. Yeah, they'll love that. <laughs> we got Nick Chubb. What are you um, hey, uh, real quick, I just want to say, if my phone dies, um, I'm giving Ryan power of attorney to, uh, to to fill in all my opinions. Oh, hell he has yes. that power anyway because he's an attorney. All hell attorneys yes. have that, that power. Eat it, bud. Um, no, by the way, this is also a, de- this is also a defense that lo- loses a lot. They do. Now, the, <laughs> yeah. good, the good news for Georgia is you have only one obvious true road test, and that is the Old Miss game on September 24th. Uh, Tennessee, you play at home. Most of the other road, I think you have South Carolina on the road. Um, Georgia Tech, you play at home. You have the Florida game in Jacksonville, obviously. The bad news is that that means if this is an awkward transition and an unpleasant one, we may be talking, like, you have a lot more Georgia fans who paid to see bad results in person. Yeah, and you get you get a, a couple. I think you have a lot of spots in the schedule where you can look like crap and still come up all right. Sure. Even Ole Miss, like like, do you really want to like? Do you really want to just sit here and put your money on Ole Miss being a gimme in no. any sense of the word? No, and and to be perfectly honest, if Ole Miss beats the tar out of Georgia, Georgia fans will just say, "Well, that's because we run the program the right way." Right. You've already pre-excused that loss. That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Um. Now. Can't you know? You can't lose to Vanderbilt at homecoming. Uh, now, if read the Ole Miss thing, how long can Georgia fans still claim that they do things the Mark Richt way? Like, is this like four years from now? Yeah, like, yeah. you it's, know, Kirby's led them to an SEC title or whatever, and they're still claiming moral superiority because they used to employ Mark Richt. No, I think I think it's like a roof. It has like a twenty-year guarantee on it. You know, Mark Roof. Okay. Mark Richt built that roof. Mark Roof. Mark Roof. Mark Roof. <laughs> Mark Ruth. brother. <laughs> he'll keep he'll keep you dry. But remember, he's not a house; he's just a roof. It's a good metaphor for Mark Rick. Looking at the schedule, I just sort of go, okay. Here, yeah. here are here are losses that I think are likely. Sure. I think they lose to Florida. Okay. Florida is just a little further along in terms of, you know, they're not a first year team. They don't lose as much on defense. They just don't have quite. They'll be a little more together, hopefully, even in a you know. Slightly underwhelming. That'll that'll form. that'll yeah. probably be a real dumb game. That'll it's always it's usually a pretty dumb game. This will be an extremely dumb game. But yeah. like, you know, they they beat like if you look at all the teams on here yeah. that they they can beat, they can beat pretty much every team on this schedule, and that includes you know eh, I, I, this looks like a night like I think they could probably go eight and four. With those four losses, wait, but wait, hold like, on. How do you go from they can beat every team on this schedule to eight and four? I, what the fuck? That's let, simple. Let me, They're Georgia. Let me thank That's you. every Georgia season. <laughs> that was point. That was point one. Point point two. Point two is this: that losing that much on defense, they have a couple of extremely problematic teams, and they have them in the wrong order because they end up playing a triple option team at the end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> they end up playing Tech, which. Whoo! You want to know how to end on a high note as a first-year head coach at Georgia, losing to Tech. It is in Athens, though, and it is Georgia Tech. But that'll be ugly. Auburn, they could lose to Auburn. They could lose to Florida. They could lose to Tennessee very easily, and they could lose to Ole Miss. So, so if you're so, being extremely pessimistic, I, yeah. I'd go, I would go eight and four. And that's, by the way, just based on the hey, we're just kicking the tires on this thing theory of first-year head coaches. And a quarterbacking situation that I mean, by the end of the year, will probably be like Jacob Eason will probably be the starter. They'll probably take some licks, and they'll probably look pretty good over those last like three games. I could see that whole like plot line, like Eason being the starter by like October 29th, losing to Florida. Everybody hates it. All of a sudden, they reel off four straight to finish. So, um, you know, like nine and three is probably like a good sunny side debut here. So, so I'll be so optimistic today, nine and three. Georgia is perpetually the smartest kid in the class who goes to take the SAT, walks out and realizes 
that she used cosine instead of sine every time. Dude, George is me. They they have everything set up and they're plenty smart enough to do well on the test. And then I don't know. They start thinking about you know. Nah, uh, you don't dress nice stuff. enough to be Georgia. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There's a reason. I, there's a reason you went to Tech. And the run the run games the run game ain't very quick either. <laughs> Uh, okay, so nine and three, we want to say. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I think nine and three is an optimistic one. Eight and four is probably more realistic. Okay, that's fine. Also, okay. by the way, there's a lot there's a lot of unknown quantities on that on like in terms of development on that schedule, right? Sure. Like, Missouri. who the hell knows? Missouri, oh, Tennessee, Kentucky, South Carolina, Auburn. Like, what the what on earth is South Carolina going to look like? I mean, the entire SEC East is kind of a shit show. That's what nobody really wants to talk about. I think it's just easy to say, oh, Tennessee, you know, they look like they're in position. Yeah, the whole the whole division continues to be just a very weird, strange, bumbling place. Yeah, I mean, like, in case this isn't enough of a thing, go look at the starting quarterbacks for each school. Ooh. Yeah, tell me. Ooh. Tell me you know their names. <laughs> you probably. Yeah. Take me to you don't. the river. The star quarterback of the division is Josh Dobbs, whose passer rating last year was worse than that of LSU's quarterback. So, oh, speaking of teams that remain somewhere between eight and four, nine and three, and a bunch of unknown quantities and territories, ah, the Louisville Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good example as well of what Georgia hopes for this year of the find a quarterback and he looks great late to end the season. They got that going in Lamar Jackson. Um, but boy, the beginning of the schedule, not great. They have Florida state and Clemson in the first five games and a weird Friday road game against Syracuse. So I, I Which, don't know. Yeah. Um, they, they, ha- they return almost all their offensive skill talent. The Which offensive- means, which, which like in year two, yeah. Especially, uh, especially as good as Lamar Jackson looked, and he yeah. looked real good. Yeah, and Devontae Fields looked real good. Sure, at linebacker. So I mean, they're a team that can beat people up, and they will score. Oh my God, will they score? The the hallmark, I think, of any Bobby Petrino team is they are the guy. They're the guy at the gym who skips leg day. They just want the top muscles, and the top muscles gonna look oh. great. And and you- and we can bench like crazy. Just get your boat muscles in, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a boat muscle team. Granted, disclaimer, it was A&M's defense. Um, but, like, the, the show he put on, just torching everything in sight, that was that had to be one of the, like, five or ten coolest things of the year last year. You know, just you think you know everything about a season, and then you look up and, holy shit, here's a star player who looks like Michael Vick out there all of a sudden. By the yeah, way, the noise yeah. uh, right now, this is – the, 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 once you get to the outskirts of Alabama, mm-hmm. the roads turn into, like, it's like you're driving on, like, spines or something. It's like the whole road is made out of, like, the thing, the traps they throw down to stop a police chase. Right. You just have to floor it to escape the state. This is like uh, that scene in Sneakers where we have to figure out where you're driving just based on the sound. And I, th- yeah, and- I think Spencer is Robert Redford in this case. Yeah. And I'm Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Aww. You're yeah, but that's cool. You get to sell the crystal vodka, that's crystal true. skull vodka. That's true. I'm I'm kind of insane. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, Louisville has to play Houston again this year on a Thursday. Um, that's a choice. Which which on the one hand, that's, that's maybe, at yeah, that's at Houston. That maybe has the potential to be a great offensive explosion game, which would be fun. Uh, it also could just totally go ass up for. For the Cardinals, so I don't know. Yeah, remember part of the reason that 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 Jackson managed to look so spectacular at quarterback, uh, running and dodging and making stuff happen, is because he needed to be running and dodging and making stuff happen because that offensive line, uh, they were they were not real experienced, and they have yes a little more experience, but this is not a team you want to lean on. That mm-hmm. it's not the obvious strength there. Okay. Um, defense, the defense is going to be pretty good. It's a Todd Grantham defense, so you can just throw to a tight end against it. Shh, don't tell anyone. It's a secret. The tight end's always open, and he, blitz, he blitzes in an irresponsible fashion that you can't do in college because they're not going to make it to the quarterback every time. But anyway, hopefully this will be the year he finally fights someone on the field. 
because Todd Grantham has been so close to fighting somebody on the field every single time. Maybe, so maybe. Close. How, how's the schedule look there? Who's who's the? Do they play Boston College? Steve Adazio uh, fight? No, they do. They do play at Marshall, which has potential just because it's West. Oh Virginia. yeah, it's got West Virginia in it. Um, who I will? Oh, you know what? Bronco Ma- Bronco Mendenhall. They play at Virginia. Mmm. Mm. Yeah, they, yeah. they do play at Boston College after that. So at Boston College, I think that dials it down because, yeah. like, how mad are you really going to be at Boston College? <laughs> uh, you could, uh, also, you know, there's the end of the year uh, rivalry game against Kentucky. I could see. Oh that. God! I could see that being some awkward, sweaty Mark Stoops, Greco Roman. Like Mark Stoops is five and six. <laughs> God damn you! Oh yeah. Remember, did we not? Did we not call some like deep Kentucky sadness for the finish? We did. That yeah, they missed we, a bowl game and finished five and seven. Bowl, they would. We, yeah. So we already have committed Louisville to one win. <laughs> we have okay. in terms Kentucky of ruining in April. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that option a lot. And then Todd Grantham, on the strength of that brawl, gets the UCLA job. <laughs> I like him. He's yeah. a fighter. He's fiery. That's right. We need somebody more aggro than Jim Mora. <laughs> Jim Mora only got in a fight with his own assistant coach, <laughs> not someone else's. His bad aim. Do you uh, think Todd Grantham would take that shit from Diddy? Hell no. No, he, Todd Grantham eats kettlebells. Todd Grantham will put him out like he was mace. <laughs> he will break his jaw. He'll turn you into shine. He'll turn you into a ghost face lyric, damn it. <laughs> Wins, losses-wise, uh, at Clemson feels like a loss. Florida State at home probably feels like a loss. Um, I'll tell you, though, that Clemson game, Louisville-Clemson, yeah. sure. that's fire. That's fire. Yeah. That, um, is, that is that is exquisite, high-pressure football at Memorial Stadium with the big, extremely coordinated TV entrance. That's that's some theatrics right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have a hard time going below three losses. On the other hand, that assumes Louisville doesn't have a stupid slip-up somewhere. Um, one of those games where just the offense totally misfires, turns the ball over a bunch of times, does something stupid on special teams. I feel like I have to give them one of those, so I'll say eight and four. Well, yeah, Lamar I think that's good because, I mean, as crazy an athlete as Lamar Jackson is, still not that polished of a passer. Right. You know, like, he, he's an incredible player, but... Let's give him another year or so before, you know, he's like Heisman hype guy or whatever. Right. Yeah, he's going to have some big ones. He'll have some small ones. And there is one great asset here. They can basically manage the middle of their schedule because after that that Clemson game, they have a bye week. Then they play Duke, NC State, Virginia, Boston College, and Wake. That's it. That's They play five in a row that they should, should just book. Oh, but that's where one of the dumb losses will come. That's sort of where you feel yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at you, BC. Ooh, yeah, there's a game and there's a, a slip up somewhere in there. But realistically, like if you're going, okay, you should just process all five of those. I'm just saying. So, I'm just saying, Boston College, maybe. I'm going to go Wake. Maybe you win that game without getting a first <laughs> down. Is Wake, is Wake scoring a touchdown in that game? Ooh. No, um, that, that's their secret. Remember, that's yeah, how they win ACC why, games. That's, that's, that's why I'm asking. If you say no, yeah, yeah, so then that's answer's a win no. for Wake Forest. They, they whopper you. Nine six. <laughs> that's a nine six game right there. So I, I don't know. This feels like this feels like when you look at everything that they have on the schedule, and you yeah. look at their guaranteed like sort of the losses that they'll probably have. This could be a ten and two oh, team. Oh yeah, I don't it could. If if great. if they if they hit the gate strong. And they let's say they split FSU and Clemson. Yeah, I think ten and two is definitely. And they got and they have to and they have to watch their ass with Houston because yeah. I know they'll take Houston seriously. Nobody's sleeping on Houston anymore. Right. That's just that's a very difficult style for them. That's a very difficult style for anyone to work with, and that's on the road in Houston. So, yeah, uh, that's that's probably like when I look at it. When you go, okay, well, what's their toughest game? I mean, Florida State's at home. They they don't have to they go anywhere for that. I mean, that's a very difficult matchup. They have to play Houston on the road. I mean, you're, late, you're, suggest, you're suggesting that a bunch of Florida State people are going to have problems fighting in a Papa John's. So I don't see that being an issue. <laughs> They're right at home. 
Uh, uh, so, yeah, so yeah I'll, I'll say, oh, okay, you've talked me into nine and three. Put me down for eight and four, but. I'll, I'll go ten and two, so we'll split it, make them nine and three. I think we've said everybody's going nine and three, and I'm fine with that. It's a it's a positive positive uh, Tuesday here. <laughs> uh, that would not be the case for our last team, though. TCU nine and three would be bad. Don't do that. Although Woo. although I have no idea if you actually will. Um, this team loses Trevon Boykin, obviously. Uh, they also lose Josh Jackson. That seems like weirdly to me the bigger loss, just because. What a what a what a wonderful safety net he was for them last year. Just like oh we're in trouble, just throw it to Josh Doxson. Oh we need to move the change, just throw it at Josh Doxson. They just they could do out. that. They could do that thing where and there was a beautiful piece I'm trying to remember that highlighted his effective area as a receiver. Right. Most people had this little dot. Doxson had this dot that was the size of a garage door. Yeah. You could just throw it anywhere near him. And he would go get it. Yeah, it was. It's sort of like tossing a cheeseburger to Spider Man. It's like you don't. You don't got to put it right on the hands. <laughs> he'll he'll Spidey, bring it in. Spotty will pick that up, man. He'll he'll go get it. So yeah, that's that's less than ideal. Um, that said, their defense is also kind of a work in progress, though, which is a weird thing to say about a Gary Patterson team, because they were just plain bad against. Texas Tech and Oklahoma State last year. And against Oklahoma, they were fine. And then you look at the Oregon game, which, you know, as we've already said, was the epitome of Oregon season. The defense did not look strong at all when Vernon Adams was on the field and healthy. So I don't know what that says when most, you know, take out the Baylor game because it was played in a monsoon. Most of the high-octane capable offenses that you faced kind of just rolled over you and did almost anything they wanted. Yeah. So the, re- the rebuttal here is that TCU was banged on injuries. Like, everybody is blah, blah, blah. Everyone has excuses and all that. But TCU, it was like whole other levels. They were losing start like multiple starters every week. Um, but to me, like, they bring back a ton more experience than it looks like. And the defense would have been a whole lot better than it was you know, if they'd had guys healthy, I feel like they're one of those teams where all the numbers last year, you can kind of just throw them out. Like they're, they're just very deceptive. And you know, they were, they were swinging toward the end, even without Trevon Boykin, which gives you high hopes for all they'll do without him. They're also bringing in Kenny Hill, former September Heisman winner, Mm -hmm. uh, whose overall numbers in the sec were decent. And I think decent in the sec translates to, you know, 6,500 yards in the big 12, which would rank (laughs) him like fourth in the conference or whatever. Um, yeah, they they get a quarterback. They get a cornerback back named Ranthony Tejada, which is one of my favorite damn names in college football. He's real good, Ranthony Tejada. They kept uh, their coaching staff. Yeah, of course, man. Nobody ever. Here's another thing, man. Nobody ever leaves GP. Nobody. Like like it's so. You know who you know who left GP. Fuente. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Like Justin Fuente left. That's it. Like nobody leaves TCU because Gary's just that good for good to you, man. He and, just, and Fuente, just makes you feel so loved. I also maintain that he's so sweaty. He just makes all the doorknobs too slick to grip. <laughs> so you try to get out. He brings you in for the hug. You just just drown. I know. You're like, oh, man, I got to swim out of here. Have you take s- years. Son, have you seen the abyss? <laughs> you can you can breathe liquid. We were thinking about getting those automatic doors on the TCU athletic comp- uh, complex. No, 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 we can't no. do that. No, no, no. What if what if Gary Patterson is not sweaty, but just a T one thousand that is really having problems keeping it together? <laughs> a really like one of the earlier models. They're like, mm, he's out there. I always think he, I always think he's out there looking like Senator Kelly from the X Men movie, right? <laughs> Oh, help me! Now. Help me! He's a water type Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> if you did, if you, if you turned on Pokemon Go and you scanned it over at Gary, and it was just like Squirtle, <laughs> you found Squirtle. <laughs> <laughs> I would die of birth. I'd be like, how did he die? So young. You're like Mirth and Pokemon Go. Orange yeah. rock played Splash. <laughs> <laughs> Very effective. TCU, they have the Arkansas game in week two. We mentioned that in previous episodes. Of course, you're listening to these carefully. Banger. Absolute Uh, banger of a game. Yeah, they have Oklahoma week five. Uh, Both of those two games are at home. At home. Then they have um, 
I don't know. I mean, there's there's they've got a late game at Texas Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, they've got Oklahoma State at the end of the year. They've got Kansas State, which is weird as Kansas State. I guess the West Virginia, Texas Tech, Baylor trio after the first off week could be a thing, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It kind it kind of feels like if you got if 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 TCU gets through the first part of the schedule six and zero, I kind of feel pretty good about them at that point, barring injury or other catastrophe. I, yeah, yeah, like that Oklahoma. Like if you look at get losses where you go, okay, this is. A bankable loss where you you would believe it and you'd say okay I could go ahead and sort of pencil that in and feel okay about it. Uh, Oklahoma, I know that's in Fort Worth, but Oklahoma's going to be real good. Yep. Uh, maybe Baylor. I mean, it depends on like Ugh, it depends oh on. Boy, we're still we're still not at the point where we can talk about Baylor. Yeah, we're I mean, who not. who? But but really, realistically, who even knows what that's going to look like? Yeah, I mean, you do play uh, West, you play West Virginia in Morgantown. That West that West Virginia game just feels squirrely. It doesn't yeah. feel like it doesn't feel like an automatic loss. It just feels like something that you're like, I'm going to hitch my belt up two notches tighter, and you know, mm-hmm. wh- yeah, it's not. This is it's bad. Yeah, that's a bad potentially a real bad game. But like you look at the schedule and you go ten and two. This is a ten and two team. Yeah, the te- the Texas game is the interesting one to me. Um, cause Texas by that point in the year might be legit. Might not. It is Texas. Well, we've got them going nine and three, so. I, I didn't sign up for that. I, again, <laughs> did not sign up for that. But I've been. R- Ryan, up. uh, Ryan is part of a coalition that has Texas going nine and three. <laughs> I have CCU, I have CCU 11 and one. I'll, I'll go high here. Wow. Um, go I have a, a playoffs. 11 and 1. All right, you know what? You you sold me. I'm going 11 and 1. Let's do it. Well, right. That was that's easy. A, that, that's I putting just a said lot some numbers. That's, put, that's putting a lot on Kenny Hill. Who's the uh, the the one is Oklahoma you got? I think that's what I have. I uh, uh I don't have I don't have my board with me, but yeah, we'll say Oklahoma. Hey, we, Actually, we'll say at Texas. Did we preview Because o- somebody has to beat Texas. Did we preview Oklahoma? I honestly don't remember. We did, and I think we said 10 and 2. Okay. I think. Okay. Okay. Uh yeah. Which I assume that means Oklahoma's losing to Texas because everyone does. Oh man. Squirtle wins. 